It's me, Damn Daniel, and I'm here to say, I like to wear Vans in a major way. How uh, are you doing today, super fans? Listen, folks, thank you for listening to our silly podcast where we talk all about our favorite uh, Vine star, the D- the Damn Daniel kid. The Damn D- Yeah, this is all about every week we watch the Damn Daniel video <laughs> and we talk about it. We We break it down frame by frame and we go... Man, how about those vans, though, huh? Yeah, again. Once again. Back once again. Once again. Vans, still white. What? God damn. He was on Ellen. God damn you, Daniel. Ellen knows talent. The damnable Daniel. The bastard Daniel of my life. The BD. The coward Daniel. (laughs) That's going a little far. <laughs> this is a show pet love. This is a show called The Island Shuffle. My name is Bean. My name is James. And what we do every week is we we go to the random number generator. We spin yeah. it, we spin our weird little bingo machine and we it go pull, to the numbers. and it spits out a random episode of Lost and we fucking watch it. Hey, I'm sorry for cussing, but I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> all right then yeah. and this week i'm coming in with t- i'm coming in with some weird energy today i don't know what's up <laughs> this week we watched uh, a very special episode courtesy oh. of our friends at abc oh. it's season one episode 24 exodus part two squeezed right in between exodus one and three <laughs> part two of three of the finale of the first season of lost exo deuce exo noose about an exoskeleton <laughs> who, who takes a big shit yes cool that's what it's about thanks for listening want to yeah. roll for next week exodus part two the others are coming they're on the beach they gotta go to the they, caves they gotta go you know how it is you, you all are experts of lost you you know how you've been around the block you've seen you've listened to us talk about a lost episode or two you've or heard three. us talk around the block we one two three a talk for a talk rock Four, uh, five, six o'clock, seven o'clock, talk block. Nine, ten, eleven of talk. Twelve of talk block. We're going to talk around the block about Lost. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Once again, my me bean. And I'm the freak. <laughs> and together, <laughs> we are powerful. <laughs> uh, so this is this being part of a finale. There's many threads, many bits and pieces oh, yeah. going on. Yeah. This so is not about any central character. No. Nor uh, any central struggle. No, really. It's and being the middle chapter, it's particularly uh set up meandering. Very meandering. Um I'm very much part of a greater whole. That without There is no beginning, middle or end. Simply middle. Simply the middle. <laughs> We're just getting the like what if you ate a sandwich? But then threw away both slices of bread. That's what Whoa, we're eating. We're just eating a pile, of, a pile of meat and sauce. Totally. That's what we have. We have a pile of meat and sauce in front of us. And uh, what do you say? We dig in. We do. <laughs> Let's gra- get our grubby little mitts on this meat. Oh, it starts with a great little scene. Uh, does it? In um, Or the first scene that I wrote anything about. <laughs> okay. It's not the first scene, I don't think. But the gang is at the Black Rock. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. And Let's start with the Black Rock. Because it's, it's fun. It's, it's the best. It's the best, and it's kind of like the centerpiece of the episode. Yeah. It's a part of this episode that everyone really remembers. Uh, so they've just arrived at the Black Rock, which you'll remember is the uh, slave ship that Ricky came in on uh-huh. back in the day. Back in the good old days. Back um, in the bygone days. Uh, and they g- And they show up, and they're like, a ship in the middle of the jungle? This what? island... I thought this island was a regular island, but this is so... This is fucking nuts. This go... Bang! Bada bing! Uh, and uh, then they all go, well, uh, good thing we have... What do you say? We get some dynamite so we can go blow up the hatch. Uh, and the crew is like a very, very core crew. Uh-huh. It's Jack, Locke, Kate, and Hurley, which is like pretty fucking legit as a crew. Uh, and then there's also an extra man there. I uh, forget his name. His name is Dr. Arzd? Arts? Arts? I'm not sure how to pronounce it, really. It's the man who yells about typhoon season he, one time. He yells about typhoon season He's one time. He's a high school science teacher. He's a high school. We also see him uh, convince 
Dr. Linus in the alternate timeline to fucking like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's Ben's friend at you, high school. Yeah. And he's also he's the same here. He's here. He mostly is just like a wiener. Yeah, he is not good. He is so goddamn annoying. He won't go into the ship because no. it's too dangerous and scary. Yeah. Then he talks Hurley's ear off about how the world doesn't revolve around you guys. There's a bunch of other of us. Yeah. Why are the cameras always following you around? Yeah. It essentially, <laughs> it comes off as like the show is trying to poke fun at yeah. the idea of like a large situation where it only focuses on a few people. But it really comes across as it corny. Work. It's I don't know why they would try and do that it because it's like you can't really be self-referential to no. the fact that you're a TV show. You're a TV Show. It's a, it's truly like as, here's what really bo- boils me about this is they d- is th- like they got it out of their system with Arst uh-huh. and then in season three they were like you know what was fun is poking 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 a little ribbing at ourselves what if we did it again but with a lot worse in a whole episode with those awful those, two awful people two awful and yeah yeah they are both the same type of character where yeah. it's like. These people are specifically used by the writers as, like, tools to address the fact that it's a TV show. Yeah. They're essentially trying to, like, make a narrator out of thin air. Exactly. And be like, oh, isn't that silly, the way that these stories are told? And it's like, if you were (laughs) reading a book, it could be, like, a funny narrator's paragraph. Exactly. But as a character, it's like, this character fucking sucks. Get him off the screen. I want Jack Locke. Kate and Hurley, I'm sure they're I'm sh- lit. I'm sure there's a way to execute that that doesn't re- ma- involve making a character who just sucks shit. Total. Yeah. Well, I think they have to be like really subtle jabs, but this yeah. is, and like it has to be like you have to like sort of feel smart for understanding yeah. the underlying layer of what they're trying to say, and it has to work on two levels exactly. to like address that because it's not a form where you easily can yeah and here they're just like shoving it down your throat it's like look at how clever we are yeah we yeah exactly it's the very it's the deadpool approach to parody where it's like if you look at the camera and say boy what a what a this sure is a superhero movie then it's a funny it's like a funny yeah totally but with deadpool it's like that is the movie whereas with this it's like this is going to be a five minute segment of a very long show that's so inconsistent with everything else going on exactly exactly yeah 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 you're right um anyways uh the 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 gang enters the the ship and Uh and it's spooky scary in there uh, Locke sees a skeleton in chains and goes, oh, slaves. Guess they were probably going from uh, Mozambique, I guess. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. And, and everybody's just like, all right. Okay. And uh, they find a crate of dynamite, haul it out, and then Nars is immediately like, no, 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 what no. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? TNT. That's dynamite. And TNT and the whole I win the fight. The whole TNT. I'm a power load. TNT. Watch me explode. Definitely yeah. big middle school song for me. TNT yeah. by ACDC. Well, <laughs> that's good because this is the middle of uh, the episodes. Yeah. Uh, so I was very happy, and the whole time I was thinking about that song by ACDC and just yeah. vibrating in my feet. Tint by Actic. Tint by <laughs> Call your doctor about tint biactic today. <laughs> Holy shit, that works actually. <laughs> tint biactic. Uh, wow, um, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so then Arst is like, "You guys step over there. I'm the dynamite expert." Yes, uh, ostensibly that's the reason he came along. Yeah. It's not just to be like a, a lampshade guy. Uh, it's it's to be like uh, the dynamite expert because because yeah. you know you gotta have a dynamite expert. These guys don't fucking know what they're doing. We're not dynamite experts naturally. You we can't didn't just come out of the womb with dynamite in our mouths. <laughs> but this guy, <laughs> this guy did. This guy sure as hell did. Oh Came up with a w- one in his mouth and two out his nose. <laughs> one in his mouth, two out his nose, and then uh, we won't tell you where the fourth was. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to use your imagination on that one. Oh. Um, so he it was in his hands. Yeah, <laughs> it, was in his, it was it was in both his hands. Yeah. He was just clutching it with both his hands, like like a like a the handlebar of a bike. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> honestly, cool way to live. Uh, and then the doctor was like, "Oh, that's gonna be a problem. I'll have to uh, I'll have to prescribe you some tint biactic to combat this." <laughs> 
Um, so, Arst is giving like a spiel about how <laughs> dynamite is crazy and dangerous, and he's like ordering everybody around. Yeah, he's, like, he's being a real asshole. Yeah, he's just like, stand back, stand back. You don't know what you're doing. Get out of here. Go over there. I'm, I'm here. A genius. I'm a, I'm a, and this is my time to shine. I'm the smarty. And listen, you guys, dynamite is the most dangerous substance known to man. It's nitroglycerin and it's scary. And listen, uh, you got to be really careful with it. And so he kind of, like, he, while he's giving this whole monologue and speech, he's Picking up a stick of dynamite. He picks mm-hmm. up the crustiest stick of dynamite imaginable. Oh, it's fucking crazy looking. And he takes, he yells at Kate to give give him his shirt. Give soaks, me a shirt. Soaks the shirt in muddy ass, nasty ass water, uh, and then just gently wraps the dynamite up. And then he uh, takes a breath and is like, ah, "All right, one stick down. So uh, we'll only take as much as we need. And so whatever you do, and then." Kablooey. They kill the man. He explodes. And we all cheer. We all are thrilled about how he dies immediately. Totally. Which is a little crazy. This was the happiest death I've seen in the show, though. Nikki and Paolo I was happy at, too, actually. That's true. Theirs is particularly, like, karmic, though. This is just, like, this just feels mean. Yeah, <laughs> like totally. Not that Nikki and Paolo isn't, like, mean, but, like, this also, like, this just this feels like just, like, kind of chaotic. Totally, and yeah. It's, and it's a very, it's memorable because it literally, it's all, it literally just happens mid-sentence. It was the biggest um, jump scare I've seen in... A long time, actually. It was it was frightening. I was like ready for it to happen, but I still like fucking jumped when it, it was, happened. It was it was crazy. It did produce that effect. I mm-hmm. thought it was great. Uh, and but in my opinion, like, I feel like with TV especially, mm-hmm. if there is a boring character that I don't like, it's like I don't care how you do it, just kill him, kill <laughs> him, get it out of the way. Kinda. Yeah. I don't want th- I don't want to look at this person anymore. And it's like, and part of it. So part of it is. There's, it's twofold. One is like make you hate this character, and then he dies, and then you're like, cool, yeah, <laughs> all right. The other, the other, uh, ostensibly, I like to say that word today. I guess ostensibly, uh, 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 ab- abstentionly uh-huh. is um abstinence, abstinence. Ab- so abstinence only. Uh-huh. The other purpose is <laughs> is uh, th- uh so that it sets the stakes of like totally. the dynamite oh, will yeah, yeah, yeah. be unstable yeah. and th- there's real danger here the boys are going to go uh but obviously like it's not like Locke's going to fucking They're not going to kill up. any of Ima- these people yeah <laughs> Imagine if Locke just fucking blew up That'd be awesome <laughs> That'd be so wacky I would watch that show <laughs> Would you yeah. Just a show of Locke blowing up <laughs> Yeah That's the show Okay yeah. you know the more now that I say it out loud it sounds kind of cool I wouldn't watch a show of Terry O'Quinn blowing up No 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 That would be disturbing. That would be devastating. Yeah, that would be very sad. It would actually. It would be bad footage to see. I think. <laughs> Terry Quinn blowing up, presented by Tint by Actic. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite pharmacare <laughs> company. Uh, um, but yeah, so they. But then mm. essentially, what <laughs> what their thing for the rest of the episode mm. is, they put dynamite in backpacks. They, p- they put dynamite in backpacks. Uh, while, while, so Jack and Locke are like taking out the dynamite together and they're being very careful mm-hmm. and Locke starts telling a story about how he used to play Operation and he always kind of fucking, oh, yeah, he, he always hated this one part of Operation with the funny bone and he always couldn't get that one. And then while he's like gently, they're like sweating because it's a sweaty time uh-huh. and they're like, a man just died. A man just died instantly in front of them and, uh, they're like gently lifting the dynamite and being super careful and Locke fucking while he's lifting one goes and Jack like fucking (laughs) having just also seen a man die is like fucking Jesus (laughs) Locke please could you not totally what he actually says is oh you like to play games Locke and Locke is like oh absolutely I do I do like prankster Locke totally I miss that guy I like prankster Locke especially in the midst of dynamite he's better than Ashton uh, absolutely. Way better than Ashton's the only prankster I can think of off the top of my head. Better, um, better than the Just for Laughs gags gremlin. Oh, have you ever seen the show Impractical Jokers? Uh, no, I oh, can't say that I have. Don't look it up. It's not good. I feel like I've stumbled upon their YouTube clips two or three times, and, um, it, it is very weird. It seems wretched. Middle, it's like, like middle-aged dads doing bad jokes to each other. 
Oh, sounds bad. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Doesn't seem good to me. No. But uh, you know what? Maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, well, I had to... Um, I watched a, a, like a clip, mm-hmm. and then I had to take six tint by actics just to forget what I had just seen. <laughs> Fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I watched TNT by ACTC <laughs> six times. <laughs> oh, the ultimate pharmaceutical. To- <laughs> uh, a, a YouTube rip of TNT by ACDC. I slightly six, sped up. So I did six times. Sometimes I do um, four point two times. So I watch it four times and one fifth of a time. Uh, um, for four twenty. Of course, of course. Um, and then sometimes I'll do thirteen. And because um, that's an unlucky number, man. So and I one day I want to do six hundred and sixty-six, but that's a lot. That would <laughs> be the whole day. That's a lot. I'm that's I'm gonna say that's a dangerous threshold to cross. I took six hundred and sixty-six <laughs> tint by eye. Your tolerance might be a little out of whack there. I think you got. I would write a Vice article about that though. <laughs> I took six hundred and sixty-six tint by eye, yeah. and then fucking I don't know, uh, climbed a mountain. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. There's potential there, right? There's potential there. Vice, if get you're at, listening. Get at us, Mr. Vice. Um, Bo Vice. Jesus. So, they decide to put three sticks in one bag and three sticks in another. And Jack and Locke are like, we're going to carry him. And then Kate comes over and does a classic Kate thing of... Well, I want to carry one, too. And Jack's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. I'm going to carry it. You just please don't do anything, Kate. Come on. And Kate's like, but I want to. And so they decide to draw straws for it. And uh, Locke and Kate end up winning. And so they decide, let you know what we're going to do? <laughs> we're going to sta- We're gonna stagger ourselves so that in case one of us blows up, the other ones will not die in, 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 in the explosion. Uh-huh. Uh, so they, they all agree like, okay, let's do that. Uh, Locke take the front, Kate take the back and Jack and the Hurley will take the middle. And then they, then the <laughs> they rest don't do that. The rest they of the episode all walk like two feet apart from each other the, in no particular order. Yeah. Literally the rest of the episode is just them walking through the jungle while dramatic music plays. Yeah, totally. And, and they're just like together. <laughs> no attention play, paid to the plan that they just made. It's fine. They all yeah. agreed to it. They all wanted to do it. They all just watched a man die. And then be- because of how he wasn't good at dynamite. Yeah. So And then they're just like, well, it's fine. So it's... Uh, We're the main characters. It's fine. And then do they ever make it back to camp? They just keep walking. They right? keep walking. Uh, what the, How that resolves is they have a run in with the smoke monster and then they blow up the hatch and it's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so cool stuff. Cool stuff. That's good stuff. What else have we got? People are at the beach. People are at the beach. Uh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how people are at the beach. Uh, the others are coming, and everybody's scared. So Saeed is taking basically the remaining lads and saying, we're going to the caves so that we can be a, at least a little bit safer from the others because they know we're at the beach, but they don't know we're at the caves necessarily. Uh, and uh, Charlie's kind of like, hey, Saeed, uh, you got to give me a gun so I can protect Claire. And Saeed's like, mm, seems like a bad idea because yeah. last time you had a gun, you murdered someone in cold blood. Who did he murder? Ethan. Oh, cool. That was a great idea. Yeah, it was worked out. Yeah. Um, but still, Saeed's like, mm, you're too emotionally involved. I don't think I can let you have a gun. Uh, anyways, they're trying to like sort out everyone's stuff, and uh, Rousseau comes through, and Rousseau comes through and is like, I need to talk to Saeed right now. Go get him. And Charlie's like, Saeed, don't worry. I'll get him. I'm on it. And Claire's just kind of standing there with the baby, and Rousseau's like, mmm, that's a beautiful oh. baby. Ooh, how, what did you name the baby? And Claire's like, mmm, I don't, I uh, ooh, haven't named it yet. Uh, and Rousseau starts like licking her lips. And, Give like, me the baby. And is like, can I, can you, I hold the can baby? Can I hold, you won't, you don't want me to hold can your baby. Can I please hold the baby? Please let me hold your beautiful please baby tiny boy. Baby. Uh, and then Claire sees a scar on, uh, scratch marks on Rousseau's arm. Yeah. And then has a flashback to a memory of her fighting Russo, and then Russo, and then she's like, "Wait a second, when did I do that to you?" Uh, smash cut to uh, uh, Charlie get reaches Saeed and is uh-huh. like, "Russo's on the beach. She needs you." And then immediately screaming from Sun and Claire has been conked out. Claire has been hit in the back of the head, and a baby been stolen. The baby is gone, and everybody and <laughs> and things very quickly escalate. 
And Charlie immediately goes, Saeed, this is your fault. If you let me have a gun, this would be fine. And then immediately punches punches Saeed in the the fucking face. Yeah, it's crazy. And then Saeed grabs Charlie by the throat and he's like, stop. Don't ever do that again. Yeah, And and immediately, while like his head is still around Charlie's throat, I feel like. I don't know Uh if that's exactly how it goes. He goes... Stop passing blame around because we have to act now. Totally. And then I think it go, is with his hand around them. It's funny. And then they're like, we got to follow her. Honestly, Saeed mostly rules this episode. He spends the time like organizing everyone, getting into the camp, yeah. being like very level-headed to everybody, just being like, hey, uh, we got to do this. We got to do this now. We got to do it fast. And it's like, damn, I miss cool Saeed. Yeah, totally. Back when he was like, uh, arguably the like smartest most resourceful Literally, person on the island probably the most competent person on yeah the island. totally yeah because everyone else gets like their ego in the way of everything all the time so he like doesn't have a ego absolutely yeah. never i think like occasionally he gets like we see him get like happy about torture and then he goes oh yeah whoops and then like that's that more or less it's lit um, i just wanted to say mm-hmm. um with aaron so aaron gets stolen again this episode Love it. <laughs> Aaron gets stolen way more than the average baby. <laughs> That's true. Has anyone considered that maybe Aaron is doing something? Yeah. Like. Like he's. There comes a point where it's like, guy, you got to start helping yourself, you know? Yeah. He's, you can't he, just expect people to come and save you every time. It's, yeah. Like, okay, you get you get napped once. Uh-huh. It, it happens. That's fine. It happens. You get napped twice, even. That's and that, fine. And that's two in the same day. Two Ooh, same, it's maybe a little like, much. It's but. a little much. Like, one is, like, I feel like at some point you start to, like, learn from your mistakes. <laughs> totally. Like, at what point are we going to hold Aaron accountable? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Asking. I mean, what? So I think the hard cutoff should be he gets this last one, but the second season two starts. If he gets kidnapped again, goodbye, Aaron. Good, you are gone. Yeah. You're not a good character anyways. Absolutely. So I <laughs> My number one complaint about the baby is the lack of character development. <laughs> Little physical development even. <laughs> True. Stays a baby for a long he time. Stays a baby the whole show. No. Actually he does in he, the He grows up. But then even he, then he's he's just like mummy. Well there then there's this toxic Claire Aaron relationship where Aaron never experiences any growth under Claire's care. True. Then whenever he goes off with Kate, he cro- ages several years. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very <laughs> he, he becomes more difficult to kidnap, although people do try. People do try, but they but you know what's different is they fail. They fail. Because Aaron's too wily. Aaron has learned from his mistakes Mm -hmm. i imagine around two or three he was like hey mom how many times have i been kidnapped and the mom and kate was like well hundreds (laughs) charlie kidnapped (laughs) you several times rousseau kidnapped you a couple times Mm -hmm. um claire was kidnapped while pregnant with you yeah um technically i kidnapped you so yeah i (laughs) think that's at six seven that's true that's true (laughs) you are kidnapped way more than the average child so much that's unbelievable aaron Aaron was like i have to jesus fucking christ i gotta gotta stop blacking out and like waking out up in someone else's care i gotta get my act together (laughs) yeah and he does he's just riding the adrenaline of the kidnapping yeah exactly Uh, oh man <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's a slippery slope <laughs> really kidnapped. Yeah. I mean we all look, we all experiment with getting kidnapped when we yeah. first get when you totally. know like but I mean Just look at Liam Neeson's daughter. She's the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Explain. <laughs> taken one, taken uh, two, uh, taken three. <laughs> take taken four. <laughs> Taken four, took again. <laughs> taken five, quit taking me, please. <laughs> yeah, taken six, um, taken bacon, <laughs> taken an eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I'm just I I just want to put it on record. Staunchly anti-kidnapping. Yes, stance. From me, of course. I think that's the official position of the show. Totally. Uh, I mean, it's it's bad to do, and it's bad to have done for yourself. Uh-huh. Don't don't get kidnapped, especially if you're a baby. Um. So, uh, Saeed takes Charlie to Gun City. 
to the, the box of guns and says, all right, I'm going to let you have a gun, but you've got to, you know, keep it cool. Don't make it personal. This isn't about revenge. This is about getting a baby back. Uh, keep your keep your cool, Charlie. And then uh, they start talking about, like, this scene happens very fast because they're under a lot of pressure to go, go, go. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and Charlie's like, why would she do this? The, the, why on earth would she kidnap a baby like that? And and Saeed immediately loses all of his cool points and says maybe one of the wackest things I've ever heard him say, which is, "Don't try to rash. Don't try to apply reason to this. She's a woman who lost her child. There's no way to rationalize something that crazy." Like, yeah. and then. Saeed. And, and, and oh, just like Claire. Immediate, yeah, just like Claire. And then right on cue, Claire comes through and is like crying and screaming and says, give me a gun. I want to go. It's my baby. I want to go. And is like wailing and punching uh-huh. everybody and going, yeah. Ah. And like, and, and Charlie's like, calm down, babe. Calm down. Please calm down. And it's just like, hmm. It's really, an, it's hmm. an interesting, um thing because the other example that i can think of of like a kidnapping story is uh the movie taken with liam neeson and whenever his kid gets kidnapped it's like cool-headed man yeah outwits everybody and is like the most calm and collected person even Mm. though everything is on the line exactly and then in this it's like lady loses baby loses all function to reason yeah and it's especially egregious when you consider that charlie on learning this just immediately punched Saeed in the face and then went to punch Saeed in the face again. Oh, totally, yeah. Like, completely, like, just to be like, oh, these hysterical women, when they go through a tragedy, there's no calming, there's no solace to be found. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. I'm not like us strong men who go get the gun and do it to them. Yeah, exactly, who go get the gun and kill. kill, (laughs) Yeah, we go, we... We don't we don't make it about revenge or emotion because we are the cool headed men. Now let's go kill. Now let's go kill. <laughs> Fucking like Also it, Charlie kidnaps that kid all the <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> Charlie kidnaps the shit out of that kid. Charlie has a dream and thinks it's real and so kidnaps a kid (laughs) twice. Totally. So like like, a crazy mother. Boy. (laughs) Everyone is stealing her baby all the time. I get it. She is underreacting, if anything. Totally. She should take all the guns. My fucking baby. She should constantly be carrying. Totally. <laughs> if anyone should have a concealed carry permit or an open carry permit, Absolutely. it's that goddamn lady. Absolutely. God. Yeah. And in, in a like pretty good episode that does a lot of, even though it's like meandering, it does it does a lot of like a lot of great character moments because it's a finale. You get the whole ensemble and yeah. where they're at. You even get like a decent like Shannon scene where Shannon's carrying Boone stuff. Oh yeah, dealing with like human emotion, yeah. and death, and like coping and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And then Saeed comes along and is like, "Women, oh boy, Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Am I friggin' right?" Charlie's Do- like, "Yeah, and, you are right." And don't believe me. And along comes Claire. And yeah. I was like, Buh. Okay. And a, 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 a weirdly out of place bad scene in an otherwise pretty solid episode. Uh, the that whole plot line kind of ends with uh, they're running. And then oh, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> this is nuts. Of all the crazy things about the episode, this is the craziest one. Oh my god, it's bananas. So they're running, and Said is obviously fit as a fiddle, and Charlie's having trouble keeping up. He's fit as a goddamn stand-up bass. He is. He's fit as a cello, baby. This is a cello. He's and uh, so they're running, and uh, Charlie's like, "We need to keep going. We need to keep going." And Saeed's like, you're going to collapse if we keep going. We need to actually take a break for real. And let's stop here at this uh, overturned plane, plane where yeah. Boone died and there's heroin. And Charlie's, this is fir- Charlie's first time seeing it. And he's like, what the heck? What's the deal? And Saeed gives him the lowdown and is like, uh, yeah, well, uh, like from what we can tell, uh, it was flown from Nigeria. And they were drug smugglers. They were smuggling heroin in these Virgin Mary, <laughs> Mary statues. And he chucks it at Charlie's feet, breaks open, S- huge pile so of heroin So much everywhere. heroin, yeah. Does, and the question I had was, does Saeed know about Charlie's heroin situation? I don't think he does. He, I think it's definitely implied that he does not. It, he must not, because otherwise... That's like, a big... Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a faux pas. <laughs> well, or no, it might be actually... Like it a, would be 
awesome if he did. And then Charlie punches Saeed in the face, <laughs> and Saeed is like, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> I am going to, like, bring your demons back to life, you goddamn son of a bitch. I'm going to make you <laughs> lose everyone you love. The most ultimate torture possible. Totally, exactly. he's, he's, he's on that seventh dimensional I'm taking game. you to the heroin. Russo oh didn't god. even go this way. Oh, my God. That is a power move on Saeed's part, honestly. But, yeah, so this scene is crazy because yes. they – Said insists on taking a break. They stop there. He shows Charlie heroin, and then he's like, "All right, let's go." Probably took twenty seconds total. Literally, it was not a break. Literally ten seconds to just be like, "It was just a heroin hey, showing you." Literally, just like, "Hey, moment. we got to rest." Hey, check, check out this out heroin. heroin. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's just this incredible scene of. From Charlie's point of view, staring down at the heroine. <laughs> yeah. And then from the heroine's point of view, staring up at Charlie. <laughs> and then Charlie staring at he- staring at heroine. And then heroin staring at Charlie. I and it's incredible. It's so... I know what they're going for. And it does work. But then when you think about, like, oh, here's the point of view of the heroine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that camera is where the heroine is. That camera's like, the, the heroine's eye. Totally. <laughs> yeah, and it does work. It does make sense because it is, yeah. like, it's, like, that face on. Yeah. It's, it, like, Charlie's looking at the heroine, obviously, so if yeah. you want to look right into his face, you have to be where the heroine is. Exactly. But it's the heroine is looking at Charlie. The, the heroine just staring right at Charlie, as heroine is wont to do. Yeah, as heroine is wont to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that plot. The oh, we do get the raft. Yes, the raft. The raft. So the raft is out. The raft has just taken off, and on the raft we have classic crew of Michael, Jin, Sawyer, and Walt. Hanging out and having fun. Uh-huh. Uh, they're just like... Uh, the fun first, in the sun. They're just having fun. They're just like sailing and being like, damn, we're going to look at that it's island. It's mostly fun on the raft this episode. It's mostly fun and chill, and I like yeah. it. It's very low There's key. one moment of tension that like lasts one second. Uh, it's very good. The main scene is them. they see the island, and they're like, good riddance, buddy. Uh, and then uh, Sawyer starts like humming to himself. Starts singing Redemption Song by Bob Marley. And then Michael goes, are you singing Bob Marley? And Sawyer goes, no. Why, do you like him? And Michael goes, who doesn't? Switch to a different scene. Incredible, yeah. Great moment. It's someone in that room is a huge Bob Marley fan. Uh, What I like about that scene is that they were like, you know what? This song is about this whole like season has kind of been about how these characters might be able to get a fresh start, uh, redemption, if you will. Uh-huh. I'm wondering if there's any songs we could get. And then the Marley head in the room is just like, boy, is there? I got one. You're gonna love. You're not gonna believe the song that I've got. <laughs> Do you think actually just one of the people in the writers' room was named Reed Demption? <laughs> yeah, this is their tribute to him. Yeah, this is, his <laughs> this is for redemption. <laughs> Can I try out a, a joke that that reminded me of Please. that I, I want to? I think it's really good. Please do. Um, this is this uh, this whole podcast is for jokes. So my my uncle is um uh, really rich. Um, his name is Emmer Gancy, and okay. um okay. he donated to the hospital. They named. A whole ward after him, the Emergency <laughs> Ward. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's real. That's what good jokes are, right? That's what the Emergency Ward. <laughs> Emergency, you got. Have you ever nerve. been to it? <laughs> Afraid so. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even. He's so rich. He didn't even do it for just like one hospital. He, he donated all. it to the hospital. Oh, he's a real. He's a real philanthropist. Yeah, the institute. I gotta say, hospitals must have been a wreck before Emergency showed up. <laughs> oh, they were, and you, believe me, causes in general mm. were um, were not doing very well before my aunt uh, philanthropist <laughs> got involved. Philan, <laughs> She's uh, yeah, she's like my temporary aunt. Usually, there's um permanent thropist but then when she's gone we get philanthropist to uh oh boy oh <laughs> man oh wow she 
Should we keep this going? I, no, let's go back to the show. I'm glad you got the opportunity to stand <laughs> down your whole next <laughs> stand-up comedy special. Ever uh, Gancy. I'll do the Gancy one. The rest will go away. The Gancy's good. Uh, I like it a lot. It made me laugh. And I hope it made our listeners laugh as well. Yeah, I hope so. If you like to chuckle, you came to the right place. <laughs> that's our slogan <laughs> uh, so uh, next we get a very good scene uh, of s- they basically had all the survivors put messages in bottles oh yeah for their this loved is ones. an incredible scene and Sawyer's just kind of <laughs> reading, reading, them. reading them all and he's like oh who's this guy these guys were in love <laughs> and Walt calls him out and is like those are private and Walt Sawyer's just like I don't give a shit <laughs> And Walt just keeps roasting him and being like, well, how would you feel if someone read yours? And Sawyer says, I didn't write one. Do you know why I didn't write one? Because the only letter I ever wrote is is aimed at the man I'm going to kill. Yes. <laughs> and like, cool. Incredible. Great thing to tell to a kid on a raft. Totally. <laughs> that is perfect. Like, just like conversation con- with 11-year-olds for dummies. It's a real icebreaker. Yeah. Apparently it is because the kid, because Walt is just like, why are you going to kill him? Totally. <laughs> he's so unfazed. He's like, okay. All right. <laughs> Dead cool. Sawyer guy's really interesting. <laughs> Why? Talks openly about murdering <laughs> other human beings. <laughs> Not like my dad. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Sawyer's my dad now. Sawyer, honestly, I'm not going to say that he isn't a dad. Mm. Because he, he is. is. He sure is a dad. Canonical dad. But... I will say that he's not a very involved dad. That's true. We never see him uh, interact with Clementine, do we? Turpentine. (laughs) (laughs) Turpentine. You're now we're talking about stuff we recorded (laughs) off mic, and that's the hot. That's that's how you know. That's how you know it's sweaty in here. (laughs) Turpentine. Turpentine, baby. (laughs) What else happens? We don't need context for that. So they hit a thing, and a rudder falls off, and Sora jumps in. Uh, Sawyer it's jumps in to Joy- Sawyer. I just called him Joyer. That's not Joyer. His name. Uh, Sawyer does a graceful dive into the ocean, takes uh-huh. his shirt off, goes to the rudder, and it's a very tense scene of like do 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 do, and the strings are going oh no, and they are they gonna make it? Is he gonna be able to get the rudder on? And he doesn't. They it's fine, and and Mike's like hey thanks buddy, gets his shirt. What's in his Sawyer's shirt? A gun. Gunman. And Michael's like hmm. Uh-oh, I'm suspicious now. This guy has the nerve to bring a gun on a raft. I might sound like Sawyer, but I promise I'm Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and suspicious now. This uh, guy has the nerve to bring a gun on a raft. <laughs> Is that a good Michael? That's a, that better, Michael. That's a better Michael than mine, for sure. Uh, there's one more scene on the raft I want to highlight, which is... Uh, uh, Walt. Walt is uh, Walt. Walt is uh, the the Walt of the hour himself. Uh-huh. Walt is very good this episode. Walt is really involved. Uh, <laughs> Walt basically is like uh, operating the rudder, and Michael's just like, just go that way. And then uh, Walt is like, why were you never in my life, Dad? What was up with that? And Michael kind of goes like, well, uh, you know, me and your mom, we split up because we had our differences. Our lives kind of were going in separate directions, and. Uh, and the reason I wasn't around as much as I wanted to be is because your mom didn't really want me around. And uh, and there's some truth to that. And uh, She did what's best for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Your, and basically he says, like, your mom thought was doing what she thought was best. And Walt's like, my mom was wrong. Which is, like, cool. Love to... Not only does he roast Sawyer for openly talking about murder, uh-huh. he roasts his dead mom. Totally. And also the, like, clearly way better parent from everything <laughs> we've seen. True. As, mu- as much as, like, uh, she, like, is the reason for Michael not being a part of his life, Michael also was clearly not in a position or state to be taking care of a kid. Michael isn't even an artist. No, he's... He, he talks about it, but he loves to do construction. Fucking idiot. Anyways, uh, Walt is good this episode. Let's talk about the flashbacks. Cause yeah, we get another the flashbacks b- are great. Just brief snippets. Brief snippets, uh, vignettes of every character uh, spread across all three parts mm-hmm. of basically what they were up to in the airport before the flight. Um, and so the one of these scenes, not the first one, but the last <laughs> one, <laughs> is... Uh, Walt, <laughs> you all right there, champ? 
<laughs> Choking on some water. I'll be okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> the Lord in heaven. Water. It's dangerous stuff. Be careful with water. Oh, put water. your boat on there. Don't <laughs> drink it though. <laughs> <laughs> you want? I d- offer you my water, but. And I drank it all. That's the shit that kills me. That's the shit that kills you. Water is arguably more dangerous than getting kidnapped as a baby multiple times. Totally. Uh, so uh, Michael and Walt are in the airport. And you know what? They're not quite thick I as I just want to say something to your point. Yes. Because water killed Charlie. That's true. Water and Charlie, killed Charlie kidnapped the baby. Wow. So Charlie is greater than the baby. And I think, I think how this all works out is that babies are greater than water. And so we have this very cool rock paper scissors thing going on. Totally, yeah. where each one beats the other thing. Exactly. I'm I'm excited for the next generation of Pokemon where they introduce baby type and kidnapping type. Baby Charlie Water. <laughs> I just want to play Baby Charlie Water every day. Yeah, my favorite. Baby beats Water. Water beats Charlie. Charlie beats Baby. <laughs> baby Charlie Water. Baby Charlie Water. Baby Charlie Water. <laughs> baby Charlie Water. <laughs> Oh, baby shit. Charlie Water. Baby Charlie Water. Baby Charlie Water. It's hard to sing. Kidnapping. Um, uh, kidnapping. Uh, so Walt and Michael are trying to get along, but you know what? It's awkward because Walt Michael's still a bad dad. Yeah. Uh, and Walt is playing on the Game Boy Advance SP, baby. My favorite. Loving it. Just a classic system that you know and love. It's gray. It flips. It's got WarioWare on it. It's got fucking other games too. I think. He's playing fucking... So Walt is just sitting there playing fucking Pokemon Sapphire. And <laughs> and uh, and Walt's just like, uh, I'm going to call work. And makes a call to his mom. Michaelis. Not Michael. Walt. Sorry, Walt yeah. doesn't work. Walt doesn't work. He, he, he works on getting the high score in Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, so basically, Michael goes off to get to call his mom. Uh-huh. And says, like, man, I don't know if I'm cut out to be a dad. Maybe you could uh, take care of him. And uh, immediately is like, well, but, well, no, I mean, like, no, that's not what I know. And then, like, gets hung up on. Sighs, goes, damn, and turns around, and Walt's there. He heard the whole thing, damn it. Mm-hmm. And he and Michael's just like, uh, buh. And Walt just says, uh, I need new batteries. Which is a lie. It's a lie, because the Game Boy Advance... Has a rechargeable battery. It doesn't. You can't take, put a battery in can't it. Can't put a battery in it. You just gotta charge it up, buddy. So what I like about that mm-hmm. is Walt is on the one hand changing the subject mm-hmm. to like avoid a bad conversation. Yes. On the other hand, he's gonna make his dad mm-hmm. buy airport price batteries. Yes. That he will not use. Absolute <laughs> power move. Yeah, it's awesome. And also, and all the it's while, getting the high score on Ninja Five O. <laughs> yeah, t- this is a slightly better act of revenge than when Saeed got Charlie hooked on heroin again <laughs> for punching him in the this face. This is a powerful episode for Saeed, yeah. and this might be Walt's best episode. This is Walt's best episode. Ton, ton of roasting from Walt, and I love to see it. And who do we got? There's uh, uh, Sun and Jin. Sun and Jin have a scene where... Uh, so, uh, last we saw Sun and Jin in this airport, uh-huh. Sun was devastated and heartbroken. and tri- She was going to abandon Jin. About to abandon Jin. And decided Jin, not to. And last decided minute. not to and was overwhelmed with emotion. Uh-huh. So, now they're fine. Yeah, <laughs> they're now they're fine drinking coffee. They're sitting together and they're drinking coffee. Sun spills coffee on Jin, goes, oh no. Jin goes to the bathroom. And a fella in the bathroom says, hey, it says... Oh, hey, mate, can you hand me a paper towel there? And because he's Australian, and that's how Australians sound. That is. That's how he sounded. Uh-huh. I'm, you know, that's just how he did sound. Uh-huh. You can't, like, make this. You, like, you saw the episode, right? Uh, no. You didn't see the episode? Not the same one you're talking about. Uh, but uh, I'll take your word for it. All right, cool. Um, so, and Jin is like, oh, you know, don't speak English. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that episode. Yes, 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 this episode. Exodus Part 2. Okay, yeah, yeah, The the, the episode of Lost. With the tint biactic. Yes, yes, yes. Um. With all the revenge. All of the revenge and all the powerful Game Boy Advance games you can think of. Uh Uh-huh. The powerful, powerful power? The powerful, powerful power of the Game Boy Advance SP. I don't know what SP stands for. Special? Special. I hope it's, I hope it's just special. That would be amazing. Uh, so, the fella, the Australian fella, suddenly starts talking Korean and says, 
I know you. I know you. I work for Mr. Paik, your boss and your father-in-law. You better do what you what you were told to do in California. You know what? You're not free, and you never will be. And don't forget it. We got eyes on you at all times. And it's a hell of a scene. It's cool. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It's a scary scene. And then it's immediately followed by Jin on the raft just looking fucking carefree. Free. He's free. He's so happy yeah. on the raft in the open seas. Uh, the free from his father-in-law. Yes. Free from um, the pressures of his crazy job. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, free from the old ball and chain. It's just the boys <laughs> out on the boat today. We built a boat so we could get away from all the women. Oh, my God. And now we're fucking jumping in the ocean, drinking beers, having a fish. Re- reading private messages, singing yeah. Bob Marley. Nothing we can do when the old ladies are around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, uh, the wife, am I right? Oh, uh, the old ball and chain. It is deeply distressing to me that there is a entire like decades of comedy that is just oh, marriage sucks to be in. The old wife. Some of there's some of it that's like just like well, you know, marriage is tough, but we get by because we love each other. And then there's some of it that's just like marriage is miserable and i hate it yeah <laughs> and, and it's a fine line to walk and a lot of times it's bad yeah totally a lot of time it steps over and it's just like fuck my wife <laughs> exactly there's there's like there's like you know being in a committed relationship for a long time is hard uh-huh. and of course that leads to funny things and hard things sometimes uh-huh. and then there's just fuck my wife fuck my wife but don't fuck my wife <laughs> don't, don't but fuck my wife uh, yeah you know what i'm saying exactly fellas but fellas if, if you fuck my wife i will kill you <laughs> there's one more scene one more <laughs> scene and it's just charlie waking up in the hotel with oh, a yeah. random girl and he's like we gotta go i gotta go for my flight Finds a, finds some extra heroin, puts it in his pocket. The girl's like, hey, let's do some more heroin. Charlie says, no, unfortunately, it's all gone. And the girl says, you're lying, and just kicks the shit oh, out of she Charlie. <laughs> destroys him. And then makes fun of his shitty band. Uh-huh. He's like, your band sucks ass, and I just want heroin from you. Give and it to me right now. she takes a bottle of champagne and leaves. And calls him pathetic. But Charlie is happy because he kept the heroin. He did keep the heroin. And that's the episode. That's the episode. That's so like, it's a weird one. Hell of an, like, I generally hold, like, the whole of Exodus in pretty high regard. Uh-huh. Seeing this part on its own made me realize there was some weird shit in here. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, the Saeed talking down on women while going to murder scene. Totally. Uh, the, um, the weird man. The weird man who blows up. Uh-huh. Um, but there's also tons of great character moments, too. Totally. Like, Sawyer singing Bob Marley. And, and I shit. imagine, too, whenever you watch, like, three in a row, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, there was yeah. that part. But exactly. you're distracted by all the actual things that took place. Exactly, Whereas here exactly. we have so little that actually happened. Yeah. Without that we're just like literally without the bread of the sandwich we're just kind of like we have some meat and sometimes it's like oh yummy prosciutto or yeah. a nice little crispy lettuce and sometimes it's just like glob of mustard who put this bologna in here who put this goddamn bologna in here bah ah, so that's fine. that's that fine. episode huh yeah that's season one's fine season one can be fun season two can be two season three not the season for me season, season four, four things I want some more. I want some more. Season five, feeling alive. Season six, go Cancel pick up the show. Pick up sticks. <laughs> pick up sticks. I love. That's that what I like. Uh, so, what do you say we watch another episode of Lost? I'd like that personally, and I don't know about you, but I would enjoy it. Just one second. Sure. I got a YouTube notification that um, someone replied to my comment on Eiffel sixty-five. Okay. 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 Speaking of context, do you want to do you want to tell the viewers what you were doing today? You, what well, you were we doing just, before we the recording? Eiffel 65's "I'm Blue Dabba Dee Dabba Die" on YouTube. On YouTube, I commented some weird stuff. Um, what did he? Oh, the person responded just James Brown dot dot dot. Oh. Not as good as I was hoping. Oh, uh, okay, that's a little anticlimactic. All right, whatever. Let's watch Lost. Yeah, let's watch Lost. I did one to one twenty one. I got eighty four. Eighty four. That's a late one, eh? Eighty four. 
Uh, 84 we've actually already watched. All right, I'll generate again. 50. 50, nifty 50. Nifty 50. Ooh, nifty 50. This is season three, episode one. Oh, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Um, Okay, so that'll be next week, and I'm looking forward to it. Oh, the episode, by the way, is called A Tale of Two Cities, and it's a Jack episode. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Have we ever gotten a Jack? We have gotten it. We remember, remember, remember when he when he got it? married. Yeah, he got married. Okay. Uh, and this time he'll get married again. I guess probably cool. divorced. Probably get divorced. Um. So, that's our show. We are the Island Shuffle. I'm Bean. You I'm can, James. You can follow me on Twitter at Barry Trio. You can follow James on Twitter at at, at James, James Brown. Brown. You can follow the oh. show. Sorry. Check out. Um, I by the time this is released, I intend on having a whole website. Oh, really? Uh, JamesBrown.space. Oh. <laughs> That's a fantastic So check it website. out. Hopefully you can put that into your browser right now. Do it right I now, hope so, and hopefully yes. the site will exist. Yes. Uh, we are, full disclosure, this is, um, we are recording a few extras uh, to stockpile because James is going away for a few going weeks. Going away. So three weeks from now? Oh, it'll be up. It'll be, it'll, I sure I'm hope gonna it's ma- up. I'm going on the Squarespace website man. tomorrow to make that happen. Man, oh man, that's great. Damn, that's awesome. Uh, so, JamesRound.Space, hell yeah. Um, uh, you can follow the show on Twitter, at Island Shuffle. Uh-huh. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Shuffle. You can leave us a rating or review on iTunes if you're so inclined, because I'm told that is a helpful thing to do. Uh-huh. Uh, finally, I want to mention, as always, that we are on the... Uh, I like this habit that I'm getting into of mentioning Me this network, because it's, it's a good network to promote. Uh, and uh, so... We're on the noisepace.xyz. Uh, we call it a roster last I like time. roster. I kind of like roster. Yeah. Uh, which is a podcast uh, incubator that my uh, online friend Matt started and basically just has all any friends he wants to start podcasts to try it out, uh-huh. more or less. So we're on that, and he lets us do that for free, which is nice. Other shows on that network include Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Uh, where leftists scream about the state of things for a while, and it's good. Uh, there's also a Sex in the City podcast, which just put out its t- second episode at the time of its recording. The, that podcast is called City Girls Make Do, uh, and it's a delight. Not to mention, as, a, as of today, as of the recording date today, uh-huh. there's a new podcast as well. What are we looking at here? Matt himself is on this one. Uh-huh. He's also on Henry Kissinger, but he's a mainstay on this new one. It's called Giants confirmed and it's about they might be giants which is a band that i really like oh, cool so if you're interested in getting into they giants might be giant, confirmed i like that i kind of yeah. like it too it's uh got a ring to it it's kind of tighter than the name they might be giants almost totally uh because that's such a like it's always like oh they might be giants oh these this band is oh boy but hey if you want to get into one of my an old favorite band of mine maybe listen to this podcast this and they is might do where the trick. to start start with the podcast that's this one. And that's, uh, that's, a, uh, that's a show. That's, that's a, a show. whole sandwich. That's a whole sandwich of a show, baby. Uh, listen up, because a story about a little guy. I'm Susan. Sarandon.